Hi friends, and welcome to the True Speaks podcast with Jessica Lauren. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm so stoked to be here with y'all. I started this podcast because I believe that one of the best things we can do is share life and conversations with others about the big things, about the hard things, and about the important things. And I am so excited to invite friends from all different places for some incredible conversations. Hi friends, and welcome to the very first episode of the Truth Speaks podcast. Today on the podcast, I am talking with my friend Courtney about just a little bit of everything. We're talking personality tests, our random travel adventures, and we go really deep when we start chatting about what it looks like for Courtney and her husband as they walk through one of the hardest seasons of their life when they miscarried their first little one. If you've walked through any kind of infertility or pregnancy loss, I think you're going to be really encouraged by Courtney's story. Basically, we just have a really sweet time together, and I hope you guys do too as you listen in. So here is my conversation with my friend Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my goodness. Hi, Jessica. How's it going? (laughs) It's going good. We're just sitting here in my living room. We hanging are out. just so hanging is, out. Yeah. You guys, we have had a time. Oh. I'm telling you. Yeah. Satan was was not having it today. He was he was out to get us. Listen. Yeah. My my stress level was at an all time high. But no. Um, I'm really excited that we are here, that we're doing this, that we are recording, we are live. Yes, Everything that it's is working. Good. <laughs> yes. Um we I really wanted to have po- Courtney on the podcast because to start everything off with episode one because Courtney and I have been friends for a very long time and Courtney's kind of my right hand man and she dreams alongside of me and encourages me in all of my endeavors and so I figured what better way to kick this off than to have Courtney on here well I hope that I don't scare away your listeners (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) but I'm I'm happy that you wanted me on the podcast so yeah. Well, I hope you guys really enjoy our conversation today. We're going to be diving into all kinds of different things. We're, we're kind of rabbit trail people, but, yes, uh, we are. but we are going to be talking about all of our favorite things and a little bit about what Courtney does and her heart and her ministry. And so I am very excited um, to have her on. So it's going to be good. Yeah. So Courtney, tell us a little bit about who you are. Introduce yourself. Tell us about oh. your life. Give us the full scoop. Okay. Um, man, that's a loaded question. Well, um, I'm a wife. Um, I am a mama. I'm a stay-at-home mama. Um, I'm a wedding photographer. Um, and I really, if you know me, you know that I dabble in a little of every, a little bit of everything artistic. Um, I love to hand letter. I love to sing. Um, so yeah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, but life, life in general is is pretty quiet. We live a a pretty quiet life here. Um, we love doing, we just bought a new home not too long ago, I think four months ago now. Um, so we've been kind of renovating the place. Yeah, it um, looks pretty good in here. Well, I'm <laughs> well <about> thank it. <laughs> you. Um, farmhouse chic is what I like to think. <laughs> That's the best. Um, but yeah, then it's all pretty, pretty quiet, but good. Yeah, I love it. I think there's something really, something that sometimes we miss in our very fast paced culture right now is just being still and being quiet and for life to not be anything crazy, but for it to be sweet and for it to be good. You know, like there's something really special about that. Well, that's really something I had to learn um, after having my little one because I I was always go, go, go and very business minded, uh, very focused on my career. 
Um, and after I had our little one, her name is Eastland and she is two now. Oh my <laughs> word. And a mess into everything. Um, I really had to learn how to slow down and, and how to be happy, um, in those quiet moments and, and just staying in and, and watching her play and playing with her. And, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, it's all good. Yeah, I love it. That's so fun. I We have been friends for a long time, mm-hmm. for about five years now. Yes, and we remember that because it's one year less than I've been married. Yes, yeah, so Dave and I are in a little competition, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to win the competition, so it's fine. We love Dave. He's the best. Yes, Dave's pretty great. <laughs> He's pretty awesome. Um, so we have been friends for five years, and we have walked through a lot of life in those years, oh. lots of ups, lots of downs. Yes. Um, but it's been really sweet and very encouraging to have a friendship that sticks with you through all the highs and the lows, through the mountaintops, through the valleys, and mm. um, walks with you through all kinds of different seasons. And I just think that there's something really um, special about a friendship that loves the same things that you do and is passionate about the same things that you're passionate about. Um, and is just really faithful through all the ups mm. and downs of life. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what that's looked like for you over the past five years. We've, yeah. we've become very different people, um, since the people we were when we first, since met. We first met. Yeah. 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 We were so, I feel like we well, were both so young. You know what were, I mean? I mean, you were 17 and I was what? Uh, 24. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, um, sidetrack from your topic too much, but I love how we met. Yeah. Um, and it was through our friend Betty, um, of Betty Lane photography and she's now in Seattle, but she was, my Saint, my first St. Louis um, photo friend, and Betty, why'd you have to go and leave me? Yeah, she I just moved know. to Seattle. Come I know. On now. How is Seattle rough life? Than, rough life in Missouri, Seattle, huh? <laughs> we don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> why would you move there? There's nothing good there. Um, but yeah, she actually ended up um, telling Jessica she should message me um, about us shooting together. And I'm so glad that she did. We met up for coffee and we ended up talking, I think it was three or four hours um, outside of Picasso's in downtown St. Charles. And um, I still remember, I I mean, I knew pretty much instantly we were going to be friends. Um, I was like, I'm going to make this girl my friend (laughs) Um, because you're inspiring. I mean, you've always been inspiring to me, but um, I still remember sitting across this table from you outside of Picasso's and you were talking about something you were passionate about and it involved Jesus because everything you're passionate about involves Jesus, which is awesome. Um, but you just started crying because you felt so much passion and compassion in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just never seen anything like it, especially for a 17 year old, like you were at the time. And I, I never once thought, Oh, this girl's only 17 because you've always just far surpassed your years. You know, that's really kind. I feel like there's something really special about being able to connect with people on like a heart level and Mm -hmm. a gut level. You know what I mean? Cause there's some friendships, um, that are really sweet, but then there's some friendships where you're just like, you share the same passions and you share the same values and it really, um, it changes like the, Mm -hmm. the depth I think of your friendship. And so I've always felt that, um, with our friendship is that we have shared such common, um, passions Mm -hmm. that even though we're very different people, um, we share that common thread. And so it's just been such a gift Mm -hmm. over the years to walk through, um, just all the things that life brings. Cause life is always a roller coaster of up and downs. Like no matter who you are, what you do, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, that's what, and I know we talk about this all the time 
time, but I love the balance that our personalities bring yeah. to the table. Um, and we talk about Enneagram all the time. We are big Enneagram I people. I literally, <laughs> when I meet somebody, I'm like, I bet they're a seven. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard not to type people. I know that's like the one thing you're not supposed to do is you're not supposed to be like, I think that they're a, oh, I but know. man, it is so hard not to be like, oh, she's for sure. Oh, she, she's, she's for, for sure, sure a one, eight. right? She's like, for sure a two. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it, and it really is. But um, we are very similar, but very different. So I'm a two wing three. Um, three and wing Jessica, two. Yeah. Three What's wing up? two. Um, which sounds similar, but it's not. And if you know about the Enneagram, which Enneagram has really gotten big lately. So yeah. I feel like a lot of people do know about if it. If you don't know about the Enneagram, are you living under a rock? I know. That's the question. Are like, where, are you, buddy? where have you been? Um, but yeah, so as a two, um, I mean, I guess this is really kind of off topic right now. <laughs> um, but as a two, I really have been learning a lot about myself. And what I love about the Enneagram is it makes you aware of not only your good qualities, but the yeah. negative tendencies yeah, that we absolutely. have. Um, and as a two, I think, um, which is the helper and the loving person, I've always thought that I'm a good person because I love to care for people. Um, and I, you know, I took a lot of pride in the fact that I think outside of myself a lot. Um, I'm always thinking, how can I make this person comfortable? Or what can I do to make their life easier? Or how can I fix this for them? Um, and it's recently been brought to my attention that um, in doing that, I am often trying to play Jesus to people, um, which like feeds something in me to to be a savior to somebody. Um, and I'm just not. Right. So um, that that's neither here nor there. But it's well, something I'm learning. <laughs> I think it's something, you know, it's one of those things that's really hard for me and in my personality and the way I'm kind of wired is I want to come in. I want to swoop in and I want to fix everything. Like yes. if there's a problem, like mm-hmm. let's fix it. Let's make it better. Let's and make I it more like efficient. You know, a lot comes down to like the efficiency. Yes. of the me- You know, like I'm going to get this fixed for them and we're going to make it happen. People. I know <laughs> I was reading last night because I was I have been and this is so like this is terrible, but there have been a number of situations over the past week that have just gotten me so frustrated mm. and so fired up and they were all like came back to like incompetence and inefficiency mm. and there's just something that makes me so mad about yeah. that and yet on on the flip side and this is why I love the Enneagram is that it does it shows you your strengths and your weaknesses and so I'm definitely weak in that area of like if I see incompetence or or what I deem as incompetent which is not always incompetence um because my my way is not the highway um but it's really hard not to let that get the better of me and yet recognizing that like hey I I am not strong in that and I need to be really aware Mm. of that and so that really helps me like grow my strengths and or not grow well grow my strengths yeah but um capitalize on my strengths and grow my weaknesses you know because identifying those I think is sometimes the first part of really growing you know and we really all have those things I know for me um, selfishness is one of those things that if I see it and if I recognize it in somebody it's really easy for me to just almost write that person off which is awful because we really that's what's so great about the Enneagram because literally we all have positive and we all have negative and that's not to say I'm not a selfish person because I can be a selfish person, but, um, well, and I can be incompetent, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm just, yeah. And it's funny and it, I don't know. I just love 
recognizing the things in myself and in others and and just learning and growing from that like you said but sorry I took us way no I love it we were Courtney and I just went on a trip to Colorado together um to do some shooting and that kind of stuff when we just made a little girl's trip out of it yeah it's not sugar (laughs) (laughs) we just ate and we took pictures of mountains and it was a short it was a two or three days yeah it was was a a fun little like girl's trip it was great um but while we were there we would like sit in bed at night and I would be editing and 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 Courtney was editing too I think but um we were (laughs) we were listening to these podcasts about the Enneagram and it was talking about how we sometimes can um look down on other personality types Mm -hmm. or on our own selves Mm -hmm. for whatever our strength is and yet like God made each of us the way that he made us for a purpose and so yeah yeah so we need we need helpers like we need um perfectionists like the ones you know we need um achievers like the threes and so we need all of those personalities and we need all of those people and so it's not bad that we're wired the way that we're wired it it is really hard to look at the weaknesses of something um because I think a lot of women in general um mistype as a two I've I've read that um and it's because as a Christian woman you think that's what you need to be Uh, but if you look at the negative side of a two our, our negative qualities it's almost one of the uglier ones like and I I hate to say it that way but um it's one of the more unhealthier sides twos can have um so yeah we've like really got no room to judge right and I think that's (laughs) just when it comes down to that reality that we all have things we have to work on we all have things that we're really good at and so you know figuring out how to manage those things is really helpful and just identifying them in the first place so if you're not on the Enneagram bandwagon then you need to get on it because (laughs) it's it's very it's a good one (laughs) oh my word that but the Colorado trip was just so fun and just so good for me Jessica and I we are like the same person when it comes to travel. Yes. Um, and I, I love to travel with anybody. I just love to travel. But um, Jessica travels the same as me. And that is we like to take pictures and we like to eat. Listen, <laughs> you guys, this is the way to live your life. We just eat our way through anywhere we go, which is my favorite thing to do. Oh, my word. And Jessica is all about um, what is the app? Yelp. Oh, listen, you're, you're like, you if guys, it's not on Yelp, it's, it's not a reality. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because here's the deal. I don't really Yelp when I'm home. You know what I mean? Right. We but know when I area. go, yeah. right. But when I go places, I am all you're about, gonna yelp it. I'm going to Yelp it yeah. because I'm just saying like people will let you know what's up. Yeah. And so yeah, just, I see. I'm just like, I'm just like restaurants near me and I type it into Google mm-hmm. and Jessica's like, no, if you aren't scouring those reviews and what are you doing? Oh. I mean, you could be missing out on the meal of your life. <laughs> I cannot, but it's so funny when we travel, we get ourselves into these situations that I just like have to laugh at for years to come because, um, one of my very favorite stories of not only my life, but our friendship, um, is when Jessica came with me to shoot a wedding in California, because I am not going alone. I'm not a brave person. Um, I'm just not Jessica is okay, like, I don't my, know about that. I, I don't, feel it's like always a, fun to travel with a, a companion. It is. Um, but yeah, no, I, I honestly like don't like to drive that much. So I would like much rather travel with somebody that will drive when we get there. <laughs> just her personal chauffeur. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so she came with me and the wedding 
was on top of this mountain in Lake Tahoe, California. Listen, you guys, it was beautiful. It was stunning. It was beautiful. Um, yes. And I saw, I was like, Jessica, you've got to get married here. Like, like if I was made of money, <laughs> your girl oh, will be getting married in Lake Tahoe oh, on the mountain. <laughs> word, I mean, it was so intense. We took two ski lifts up to this, I don't know, mountain lodge at the top of this oh, amazing overlook and okay but the the actual story happens on the way up the mountain right because i mean as cool as it is to get married on a mountain you have to take two ski lifts like two not just one two okay wait wait, wait. one was a ski lift and the other was a gondola yes but the the part of this that is difficult is that we're not just like little guests going to the wedding like we're the photographers right and so we have all this equipment yes and so you're like getting on the ski lift with like suitcases of equipment Yeah. yeah Um, so yes, it was a little scary, but, um, uh, you know, you would think the gondola would be the safer, right? Cause it's enclosed. Right. You would think. Come on now. <laughs> I was feeling better on the gondola. On the ski lift, I was like, this is the end people. Like, oh, this is where word. I die. Um, so Jessica and I were packed in there with some of the wedding party and I think like the mother of the bride and the father of the bride are like in the gondola in front of us. So they've just stepped off. And I'm sitting right at the door and I've got, you know, I think I've had my suitcase that I was stepping out of the gondola and it's moving, not even at a fast pace. Like, I mean, it was turtle speed. It It was turtle speed. It's barely moving. (laughs) And as I go to step off, my sandal gets caught on the side of the gondola. And and the next thing I know, I'm hitting the ground and I caught myself, you know, I saved my camera. I threw it back, but I caught myself on my elbows. Oh, my word. And so in that moment, I pretty much knew that I had broken my arm. I just like the feel of it. I'm like, this is no bruise. Yeah. Um, so Jessica, poor Jessica, she literally takes all of my equipment and we get on this open ski lift. That was the worst part. <laughs> so Jessica's wearing a backpack, holding a suitcase and I'm just like, useless. she was recording it. <laughs> she was recording it. I couldn't miss the moment. We have I do a video, video. <laughs> of me just, my life flashing before my eyes. Oh, my word. But it's these little situations that we get ourselves into. So Jessica basically, um, um, I didn't, she didn't carry the wedding. She basically carried me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, no. Just like my luggage, making sure I had everything. Um, and even the flight home, which was the next day. Um she had to carry my suitcase through the airport and get it up in the, you know, overhead bin. Yes, the yeah. overhead bin. Um, and that's another funny story in itself is as we're getting on the plane, um, they're offering snacks to us. I love to hear Southwest. you tell this story. Okay, so here's the situation. Like, we had a suitcase in a, in a backpack, which were pretty packed with gear because you can't check your gear, right? And so we go to get on the plane. And right at the front, the flight attendant is handing out snacks, right? And so I'm carrying the backpack, and I'm like, I have the suitcase picked up with both hands, and they're passing out the snacks. I have nothing in my Courtney's in front of me. (laughs) And the flight attendant's like, oh, would you like a snack? And Courtney's like, oh, my gosh, thanks. (laughs) Takes a snack and keeps going. And then the flight attendant looks at me, and she's like, would you like a snack? And I don't have any arms free. And I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) And I will never let Courtney live that down. I was just oblivious. I was like, Courtney, thanks for getting me a snack. <laughs> Come on now. 
<laughs> oh my word. Yeah, I don't know where I was. I was just so lost in my head that day. Um, but I ha- we have a, a good laugh about it every time we remember. Um, I think we were so delusional on that plane. We, we were, were like so, so tired, tired that we just laughed about it the whole yeah. way home. It was hysterical. It did turn out that I did. I, I didn't break it. I It was a buckle fracture is what they called it. Where like the bone like bends which is yeah well, I mean so she had a legitimate I mean yeah, she had a legitimate issue legit, going but on. there are times that you carry my suitcase and put it in the overhead bin when my arm isn't broken so it's fine I'm you can just, just always weakling. bring me snacks for the rest of my life <laughs> to make up for it I can do that okay, I can good. do that I'm glad um, I'm sorry I took us off on a very long rabbit trail um and it's not at all what you were about to ask me <laughs> No, it's all good. Um, Really what I want to know is, okay, because we've been friends for five years and like I've mentioned a million times, we've just walked through lots of um, different seasons and lots of different ups and downs. What do you feel like has shaped you the most over the past like five years of your life? Oh my word. There are so many things. Um, Having my daughter would be a huge one. Um, Settling in as a a stay-at-home mama and wife and transitioning from business to that role um, is another really big one. Um, if if you wanted to know the biggest thing that has shaped me and changed the way I view life, um, we would have to go back to when my husband and I were trying to conceive. Um, and it took a little longer than we were planning, right? Because we make these plans and, and God has other plans. Um, but it took us around two years to get pregnant with Eastland. Um, but we did conceive before that. Um, and it was, I think, a year and a half into trying to conceive. Um, and we found out when I was five weeks along, and it was just this huge celebration because it had been so long awaited and so prayed for. Um, and I found I was wrapping up so much of my identity and being a mother that I was like consumed with it. Um, so when we finally got that positive, it was a celebration. Yes. Um, but we ended up losing our little one at around eight weeks and man, I don't know how to explain it other than I didn't even know it was a possibility. And I feel like a lot of women just don't, um, a lot of families, you just don't realize that it's a possibility that God could bless you with this child. And then this child could be taken away. Um, and so, our world was just rocked and my husband and I were in a place where we weren't really talking about our feelings um, because we handle things so differently. He's a one on the Enneagram that's Mm -hmm. um, neither here nor there, but we both kind of shut down in situations where I was very concerned about what he was feeling um, and he just was not going to talk about it. And so it was hard um, all around. We were I, I realize now I was in a, a deep, dark depression um, that I didn't really admit to myself, um, but I was pretty much refusing help. I was refusing to talk to anybody. Um, we didn't really know where we should even be going, what resources resources we should be looking into, um, so we felt lost, and I, I remember telling you at the time um that I would never be the same. Mm-hmm. Like, I just remember knowing for certain I'll just never be the same. Um, and a miscarriage is such a, a unique grief um, because people that haven't been there can sometimes have a hard time understanding um, you grieving the loss of somebody that you never actually knew. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I can say that with ease because I remember being that person and having a hard time understanding why somebody would name a child that they had never met. Um, And I look back and I think about how, I hate to use this word, but ignorant I was. No, I totally get that. Um, Because a person is a person and a soul is a soul. And um, what we lost was a unique, precious being um, that we won't know this side of heaven. Um, And so having our daughter, um, Eastland now, um, and knowing who she is and what a light Mm -hmm. she is to the world, it almost drives at home even more what we lost. And um, but also gives me so much hope for the future and heaven Mm -hmm. and and getting to meet our little one. But um, yeah, it actually sparked in me this desire to help families going through this kind of grief. Um, and I battled with myself a lot because there are women and families who have struggled so much longer and so much more in this regard than Mm -hmm. I have. Um, but God has given me this compassion, um, this great need in me to help families going through this. Um, just, and even if that is only in the form of giving them some encouraging resources, giving them prayer, giving them someone to talk to, setting up a meal train, Um, right now what we offer and I sell them in my Etsy shop, but, um, they're called encouragement cards Mm -hmm. and it's just like pretty pictures, some pictures that you've taken even, um, on the front with a verse and on the back, just an encouraging message, um, and things that I needed to be reminded of during that time. Um, and I think they're good for any season, but, um, all the proceeds for those go into, um, what we've launched, which is still ministry, um, and it is a ministry geared towards this. So obviously we're very new and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hope is that it can um, help, help families going yeah. through this, this situation and in whatever way God allows. Right. Well, and I think that there's something really beautiful and really um, powerful about being able to look at somebody and say, like, I I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Yeah. And, um, you know, using such a painful and difficult season of your life um and allowing the lord to use that and like work through you so that you know you can be that person that links arms with someone and says like no like i've been there you know there's just something so powerful and so encouraging about that oh my word yes and i think it's like innate in me to fight against um man like i don't feel like i'm a public speaker and i don't feel like i'm good at even praying aloud like that sounds so silly but I want to encourage people um who who feel that way who feel less than and and helping um others who have gone through something that they've also gone through um that God uses us in in all of our seasons and with all of our abilities and and he'll just use us anyway but I remember um attending a women's conference and the speaker this was like the turning point for me where I was like grieving the loss of our child and I didn't know what to do with it. And the speaker um, said something along the lines of if if what you've been allowed to walk through and if what you've been allowed to experience um, isn't being used to point others back to God, if like what you're doing in this life isn't pointing others back to God, then what is it for? Mm. And I, I just realized like I can't do anything about the fact that we lost our little one, um, but I can use it to honor God. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that was really like my turning point. I just, 
I surrendered. I, I remember leaving that women's conference and crying the whole way home. And I went to Starbucks the next day and I sat at my laptop for, I think, six hours. And I just wrote out our story and I wrote out my heart in it and what I'd been learning. Um, and I could just literally feel God like speaking through me, um, which I don't know. I mean, there are times when I felt that, but I don't know if I've ever so physically just like Mm -hmm. words that I didn't have myself were coming out of me (laughs) onto this keyboard. Um, and I think it was totally God at work. And I definitely, there is this fear that we aren't enough for something that we are enough to make change and we are enough to make impact. And, um, especially with something like this, with, with families that have struggled with infertility for five years plus seven years plus, you know, women that have lost so many babies. Um, and here's just little old me struggling for two years, um, losing one little one. But I realize I cannot downplay, um, our experience and, and God had allowed us to walk through it for a reason. And, um, I just want to honor him in that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's, I love that point that you made that we can't, we can't really compare our hurts and our, um, our struggles and the things that we walk through because that's not really fair. It's not fair to ourselves and it's not fair to anyone else because, um, you know, they're all unique and they're all different in their own way. And just because, um, you have walked through one miscarriage doesn't mean that your heart doesn't grieve just as much as someone who's walked through several. And so I think, um, it's just really beautiful to see you um, lay that down before the Lord and allow him to work through that because it also means like recognizing the pain first. You know what I mean? And it, it means like, you know, really processing that on your own first and allowing that to be like a launching point. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that's an easy process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I it's funny because most days I don't feel like I'm doing anything big or, yeah. or amazing. Um, but I think maybe that's just how ministry feels sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in the thick of it, you just like, it can be ugly and it can be heartbreaking and Satan likes to make you think that what you're doing isn't actually right. changing or doing anything. Um, so there are like definitely tough days and I don't know if there's ever been a day that I'm like, I'm awesome for doing this. Right. You know, um, most days I'm like, people probably think I'm so dumb for attempting this. And there, there actually was a little I did receive a little bit of opposition towards it from people that didn't understand what it was for. Um, And again, I think there's just a lot of misconception around um, pregnancy loss. I think it's just one of those things that if you don't get it, you just don't get it. Um, So yeah, it's, um, it's a battle some days, um, but I know that God works even on the, the slowest of ministry days when I feel like nothing is happening and nothing's getting done. And, Um, I know that, I know that the fear in that and the the thinking that I'm not making change is Satan. Yeah, Um, totally. So that's really important for me to remember. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. Who specifically is still ministry for? Yeah, so it is, um, literally we, I like to say we're all encompassing. So it's for pregnancy loss. So miscarriage, um, and I shouldn't actually shouldn't say it's for pregnancy loss because it's for infertility as well. That is such a hard season of grieving, um, hopes and dreams for your little one. Yeah. Um, so infertility miscarriage, um, we have included early infant loss. Um, I hate to not include anything. I should have written this down, but it is the realm of pregnancy loss. Um, and we've included abortion as well. Um, there are, so I, I personally know women who, um, 
aborted um, earlier in life and um, came to know Jesus later or even um, came to regret it later. And, and it is a grief just like a miscarriage or just like a pregnancy loss. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really important to talk about, especially in our culture and in our day and age and just everything that's going on in our world is that, you know, behind all of these things are like hurting people most mm-hmm. of the time. And so especially in the case of abortion, um, it's just really difficult. It's really difficult. And um, I think that we ought to be people who see that mm-hmm. um, and recognize a need and recognize a heart and a life and um, can grieve alongside too because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes life is just hard. And um, so I love that still ministry is uh, ministering to and loving on women in all kinds of different seasons. I think that's yes, really powerful. Absolutely. I mean, what would Jesus do, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My husband hates when I say that. I say it to him all right. the time. Like, what would Jesus do, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. He so probably does it. He's rolling in that. Right? <laughs> That's that, amazing. And I asked him, um, is this the hill you want to die on? And I got oh that. Oh my gosh. I got that from my sweet friend, Kate. And I think, um, Kate's lean. And I think her husband says that to her, um, when she's fired up, but it's one of those things you say it and it just kind of like, obviously it's not the hill you want to die on. So it's like, I guess I can't be mad about yeah, it. But, but now <laughs> that you said it, I'm going to die on it. <laughs> <laughs> you would, what? you would as a three. No. Oh my word. Oh, yeah. But That's Dave so is always like, it infuriates me when you say that because I can't be mad about whatever right. I'm mad about. I, right. And he's a one though. So things are very black and white. So, right. so that's I, like a good, I feel like that would be a good way oh, to like it is. cool it, like, a one puts down. Out the fire. You know what I'm, I'm like, yeah. that'd be a great way to start oh. a fire. <laughs> and even as a two, um, and maybe this is a woman thing, but when Dave tells me that I need to calm down, I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> it actually does the opposite of telling me, to, you know, it actually right. does the opposite right. of calming me down. Um, so yeah, I just had to throw that out there if, that if he's listening and he will listen, that he's rolling <laughs> his eyes so Dave. far back in his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's like those two. <laughs> Wasn't that what, one time, this is like the dumbest thing, but there was like some kind of like Facebook quiz that it was like, answer those questions about your life or your, your life or your, I don't even know, but something about like, if it was some question about like Courtney, if you were with someone in, in a dangerous situation and you called Dave, like who would you be with? And Dave said you'd be with me. Oh, absolutely. I was like, Dave, I thought we were on the same team. What's there going on here? no <laughs> doubt I would be with you because you're like the fearless one. You're like, Courtney, let's, let's go to Colorado. Courtney, let's go do this. See, I don't know if this is fearless or if it's just kind of dumb. Like oh. sometimes they're just like, hey, <laughs> just go for it. Well, and I think it's just your effectiveness and your ability that you're just kind of like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be great and it's going to work out. Kind of like a podcast. Oh, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. You know what? And it's great and it's, it's going to work out and it's going to be awesome. Um, but I, that is reminding me of in Colorado, we're driving these icy roads oh, no. literally on these, like, I want to say cliffs, like it is a road along a cliff. Like, I mean, we it, were in the mountains. Yeah, We were up in the mountains and there is this road that is very much covered in snow and we do not have like snow tires or or whatever chains on our tires in Colorado um, just driving around with a little Chevy Malibu yes and we're <laughs> looking of course we're looking for photo spots because we've already eaten so we're looking so what else photos. do you do you just take <laughs> pictures um and Jessica decides to turn down this road that is very much covered in snow and I'm like oh I don't know she's like oh it's gonna be fine was this the hill one yes oh yeah <laughs> 
It was just a little steeper than I thought it was originally. But I'm actually noticing a trend of when we find ourselves in these scary situations, I break out my phone and I start recording. Yeah, what is up with that? Like we're about to die and I, Courtney's catching it on we video. We're like sliding all over this road and I'm like, no, I we have were my just, phone up. It was just, I wasn't sure we were going to like, because it was just a sheet of ice. I wasn't sure if we were going to like make it up. Yeah, we were so it was like, roll back out it was that like road. in between of like, you want to take it really fast, but like not too fast. But right. if you don't take it fast enough, you're totally gonna you're gonna die right <laughs> I'm just like I think I'm just realizing oh, that man. I have a tendency to like record the end well I mean <laughs> like I'm glad in we're case this is document my life <laughs> oh my god but it is um almost every like really scary situation I get myself into I am with you um, but we lived we're <laughs> here we and it's on you video <laughs> are efficient and effective enough that you get us out of that situation <laughs> Uh, that was yeah we we stopped driving up the mountain at that point when, yes, when god we, uh we drove to denver and got some food <laughs> yeah yeah we got our food i mean what else and coffee oh let's not gosh. let's not and leave coffee, coffee shops Listen, out of the my equation. sister told me the other day she goes um i kind of want to start drinking coffee but i don't want to be one of those people that has to drink coffee every day in order oh, to survive and i was like, like i think that was a low blow and <laughs> and i was like i only need to have one cup of coffee today a day to survive and she's like mm. I feel like it's really too. Oh, like, okay. The sassiness. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's a little bit. That was a little harsh. Well, my husband would tell you that, like, I do have to have coffee every day, but my husband would tell you it's more like the comfort of it than it actually is the coffee. And I might have to agree with him though, because I'm a coffee sipper, and you know, and if anybody knows me, I usually don't finish my coffee. Right. Courtney's like, I'm gonna get a grande today. I was like, why don't you get a tall? You won't finish that either. finish your tall party. I think it's I mean I love coffee and I love the taste of it but I think it's more like the comfort like that it brings me yeah I'm more of like a how fast can you chug it oh down <laughs> this is my life's blood yeah honestly if I don't have coffee within like an hour of waking up then it's like hangry but like the caffeine version of hangry I get like that. I'm just not doing well yeah I'll totally get a headache not it's a struggle mentioning my husband but he's very much like I know not to talk to him in the morning because unless he's had his coffee, it's just like grunts. Like, mm. Mm. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I'm dead. There's just something. I've been addicted to coffee since I was like 15. So that's yeah. a little bit of a problem. Yeah, but it's I okay. still remember my grandmother um, giving me what we called coffee milk. And it was half coffee and half milk and a lot of sugar. And she oh would put God. it in like a sippy cup. <gasps> yeah. Oh Come no! On, if you're listening, oh you my god! Reason for my addiction—that's terrible. Um, but yeah, like my whole family knows about. Like, if you went to my grandma's, like house, when you were little. No, not not little, little. I would say probably like six or seven up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's coffee crazy. milk, and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no kidding. Yeah, I would get that, and I would watch my cartoons, and I'd be all set. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's that, so hence, funny. Um, the start of an addiction. There's probably some deeper story in there about the comfort that coffee brings yep, me and like it all began you had there. it as a child yeah, and she yeah. stuck with you mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious <laughs> yeah I feel like when you first enter the coffee world it starts like very you know sweet and milky yeah and then you kind of I don't know if I ever left that <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in that <laughs> 
I like I, oh my God. I mean all the time I think if I didn't have coffee how many calories I could be saving I know that's the struggle yeah I'm I, I got an Americano with cream today you I, did no sugar yeah I well and um Jessica when I asked her what her order was because I picked up our coffees this morning she's like I'll do a tall I'm like Jessica what, what what's wrong because I like, I've fine. never known you in my whole life to get a tall coffee. It's I was trying to cut back. I'm trying to make good decisions, but then there's peer pressure, so I got a grande. I, I'm like, you need to get a grande. Some people just don't help you very much in life. It's the two in me. <laughs> I like, I want to love you and help you. Like, I know she needs a grande. It's going to need that. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, my god. Oh. honestly though I mean I just I I've tried to because I've done like you know those you know diets and fasts yes. and whatever mm-hmm. um and I've tried to kind of like break the coffee thing yeah and I think I went for like five days but every single day it would be it would start with like a really dull headache and I would just end the day with just like a pounding headache for five days and as soon as I started I was like okay I'm done I'm out like, enough and this. as soon as I started back I was just living yeah. a better life like yeah. I, was that, like, I mean that really is when whatever. you know it's an addiction I I too can feel the difference caffeine makes like my literally my eyes will be watering until I get it which is oh my god not a good it was the coffee milk guys it was good. the coffee milk, the coffee milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my but we could talk forever about so coffee funny. but I'm I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing yeah, everybody's <laughs> like can you not talk about that but I do um I do accept Starbucks cards, so if anybody feels so right. inclined. Um, my address is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Okay, so kind of switching it back real quick because I think that this is a really helpful question, um, especially for me because I struggle. I am not a big feeler per se, and so I struggle with feelings in general um, and knowing how to navigate those. And so I wanted to ask you um, just – you know, because I think that this is going to be helpful for a lot of people. Um, What do you think is a really big way that you can live on um, grieving moms and women walking through infertility? And what does that look like to be a good friend, to be a good, um, good sister, a good, you know, whatever that is? Um, What does it look like to walk with people through that? Well, Um, because I think that is something that's kind of difficult to do, especially like you were talking about. It's hard to sometimes understand people's pain if you haven't walked through it yourself um but that doesn't make it you know illegitimate Mm -hmm. you know it's still real and so how do you think that um people can love you know women well who are walking through these kinds of struggles yeah um man that's such a good question I'm, I'm so glad you asked it um so I think just acknowledging what they're walking through is the biggest gift that you can give them um I know after we miscarried People are so well-meaning, um, and in their well-meaningness, they don't say anything mm-hmm. because they don't want to hurt you or bring up anything. Um, but for me, it was healing to have somebody pull me aside if they saw me out in public and just say, you know, I heard about what you guys went through. I am so sorry for your loss. Um, I am so sorry that you're having to go through this. Yeah. Um, and in regards to doing anything, um, I think sometimes you don't necessarily even have to. Um, I would just, if they're a close friend, um, I would be continually checking in on them Mm -hmm. just, um, and, and posing your questions almost in the form of a statement like, Hey, I'm going to be near your house today around two. Um, and not what can I do for you? But, um, 
be specific in your request. Like, yeah. can I get your groceries this week? Or I'm going to just leave dinner on the porch. Um, you don't even have to say hello. Um, just little things like that, that make it easier for people to accept help. Um, but I think it's hard too, because um, we move on with our lives, right? Like if it's not something we personally experienced ourselves, right. um, we hurt for them for a while and then we move on. But that person is then left in their grief. Um, and I think that's when it's very hard for, you know. Um, so I say continually check back in. Just can just like randomly drop in, even if it's a text message and say, hey, I'm praying for you guys. Like, I know, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm here. You know, um, just something as simple as that. And um, we also, the encouragement cards are really big. Um, and I, I know they would have been helpful for me. And I've heard for um, women that are going through this and families going through um, pregnancy loss that they have been helpful. So it's, um, even if you just want to send the encouragement cards, they are in my Etsy shop. Um, which is Courtney Smith Designs, you can find it. Um, I just kind of threw them in with my um, hand lettering prints for right now because we don't really have a ton of resources yet. Um, but that is the hope that we continue to gain those um, so that we'll be able to be able um, to drop a basket off at somebody's house with encouraging items and, and that kind of thing when we hear. Um, but yeah, just even a necklace with a birthstone mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to send a gift. Um, but literally a card that said um hey I'm so sorry I'm praying for you like I mean that that is a gift in and of itself right. I always say that you were one of my favorite people after we miscarried because you would just say hey I'm gonna come over and sit with you today um I don't think I ever asked you just would say hey I'm gonna come sit with you today um and you would literally just sit there and we had the same conversations over and over and over where I would literally just like ask, why would God do this? Like, why would God allow this? And I very vividly remember you saying, I don't know. And I think that that's the best thing you can do. Um, because in times of such awful grief, um, we don't want people to drill into our heads what God says. And, oh, God is going to do something awesome out of this. Right. Like, we know that. Um, but in the time, like it just really sucks. Um, and I think it's okay to just say, I know this sucks. I'm so sorry. Like I don't have the answers, but I'm going to be here for you. Right. And I'm going to be praying for you. So yeah. Right. No, I think that's really big. And I love, um, your encouragement cards because sometimes, like you said, like you don't really know what to say. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about those is it's like, it says it for mm -hmm. you, you know? And so just dropping that in the mail and with maybe a little note that just says like thinking about you, like yeah. love you, you know, I that kind of thing. I have had people buy the, the set. It's a set of 14 cards. Um, and I've had them keep them for different occasions. Right. I mean, it's not just pregnancy loss. Um, it is literally, um, anyone that needs some encouragement mm -hmm. and you can just drop it in the mail. If it's a message that you, you want them to hear, um, sign your name, drop it in an envelope, yeah. you know, yeah. because we're not all gifted in that way. So, right. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, for me, like I was saying, it's, it's harder for me, um, to, it's just harder because I, I can easily kind of like clam up and be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help, you know, yeah. because in all of my like wanting to fix things, it's something you can't fix. Mm -hmm. There is no, those, I think those are the, that's yeah. the hardest situations mm -hmm. is, is situations that you can't just like, mm -hmm. okay, well let's do this better. And then like, no, there's yeah. no fix. Like, no. it's just like 
sitting in the grief mm-hmm. and um helping where you can yeah, yeah yeah and so um those cards are just so incredibly helpful um if you're in a situation like that or um you know people that are walking through those things um that you can just kind of love on them in yeah. a really practical way um there's just something about like getting something in the mail and being like my goodness like yeah, that's so kind of them you know thought enough of me yeah yeah to drop this in the mail to right take time out of their day right um or to you know drop it at my door like that is it's healing yeah it, re- it yeah, really is absolutely. just to know that someone else um, understands that grief. Absolutely. No, I think that's really big. I love yeah. that. I just love, um, how you've allowed the Lord to use you and mm-hmm. how you've allowed him to, um, be a light through you and, um, be such a blessing to so many people. I know, um, personally of just so many women who have been impacted and blessed by still ministry. And I don't know, you know, a fraction of the people that you guys have impacted. And so I'm really proud of you as oh. my friend and, um, I just am really excited to see how the Lord continues to use that and grow that and um, honor like the work that you guys are doing because it's really needed. It's really, really needed. Thank you so much. Like I feel like I'm continually, um, continually allowing God um, because it is like, as I mentioned earlier, a struggle some days. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is like a continual um, dying to oneself almost. Um, I, there's a song I love right now, um, and it's New Wine by Hillsong. And the lyrics are, uh, make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. Um, God, I came here with nothing but all you've given me. Um, make new wine out of me. And that is my anthem in life, and I listen to it um, whenever I just need reminding of what I'm doing. Um, that I mean, that's all I want to I just want my life to be an offering. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's the best. Okay, so one last question before we wrap up. What are you learning right now in this season of your life? Oh my goodness, so many things. Um, Man, I would say in regards to life and motherhood and being a wife and being a business owner, um, I'm learning that it, and ministry, um, I'm learning that it doesn't have to look like anything you've ever seen before to be good, um, and to be, to be helpful to God. Um, I know transitioning from being a businesswoman and then transitioning to being a mother and transitioning to ministry. Um, I've almost compared myself to things I've seen before. And if, if this would be honoring to God and, um, I'm learning that God gives us these specific roles and these seasons and these life experiences, um, and he wants to use those just as they are and use us right where we are. Um, so I think just being content in that um, and not comparing because you can't compare who God made you to be and what season of life he's put you in. Um, but yeah, I think just not comparing um, and allowing God to use all aspects of my life, um, not just ministry, but um, as a wife and as a mother and as a friend, um, allowing God to use me in those avenues as well. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. the best. I think that's really awesome. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for being episode number one. Oh my word. <laughs> we did it. I hope it was a good one, guys. Oh, I hope I it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. I am really grateful that you are here and really grateful for you sharing um, such intimate details of your story and your yeah. heart and um, what 
the Lord has allowed you to walk through. Um, and so I know that that has been a big blessing to me and I have no doubt that it's been a huge blessing to other people. So thank you so much for that. Oh my goodness. No, thanks for listening to me. This is great. As a two, I'm like eating it up over here. This is awesome. (laughs) You guys, I am just so grateful that Courtney got to be here today. And I hope you guys just loved our conversation as we dove into all the good stuff. I just love Courtney so much and I'm so grateful that I got to share her with you guys. If y'all would like to stay in touch with Courtney, you can find her on Instagram at Courtney Smith Photo. And if you guys wanna see what's happening in my world, you can follow along at Jessica Lauren Photo on Instagram. If you know a friend who would be encouraged by Courtney's story, it would mean so much if you took some time to share this episode with them. And if you like what you're hearing around here, then be sure to leave a review on iTunes. That would be so incredibly helpful and means so much to me. Next week, I am chatting with my friend Olivia, and I think you guys are really going to love this one. We are talking about her life in Fargo, North Dakota as a youth pastor's wife and a ministry leader of a ministry called Wellwater Fargo that loves on women in strip clubs. I think you guys are really going to love our conversation and be really inspired by her. So I hope to see you here next week on the Truth Speaks podcast.